0: This is Nina Butrago, and you're listening to the BMX in Our Blood podcast. Thanks for listening.
1: So that one, I can say, or you could say, say anything. (laughs) Say anything. (laughs) All right, good. Let's make sure this one's going, too. Are you ready to do this?
0: We're ready to go now. All
1: right, good. Welcome, Aiden Rodenauer. I think you may be, aside from Garrett Burns and Isaac McRae... You're the only other one that I've done two times. Wow. Because you're very important. And we're up to like, oh, and this is episode 123. So you were episode 107. So if people were wondering, why are we doing Peyton right now or again? You, you, your life has changed tremendously since last August in in the sense of uh, accomplishments, you know, you know what? I'm just going to throw the question right at you. It, since the last one, there were two things: uh, the book and the grants. So maybe we'll just have you answer that because that was open-ended. We didn't know what was going to happen with the book, and and trying to get to to be able to raise I guess we still call it elite women, right? At the grants, right? Okay. So just that. So whatever you want to say about that, and we'll. Uh, get going but thanks for doing this.
0: Yeah thank you. So the book came out in April and it's a children's alphabet book for anyone who doesn't know about it called A to Z BMX Style and I have my dog Rocket hidden on every page so it's a little bit of a find it book too and it's a big hit in the BMX community but it's not just for kids who race BMX it's for anyone who's into cycling or anyone who has kids or knows little kids who want to get Mm -hmm. into cycling or just get kids interested in bikes and it's a great book i think and a lot of people like it and just super excited about it and
2: yeah
0: i sell a few every single week still i always am going to the post office and mailing them out Mm -hmm. and
1: it definitely i I know the copy i got there's more of them right behind this too right yeah and remind me i need uh i need to buy one for the library i don't think i ever did that but anyway i need to get one for the library how does this work? It's a self-funded book, right? I mean, you raised money, but it was all driven by you. So there's not a publisher involved that promotes the book? Is it just you promoting it?
0: Yes, so it's just me promoting the book, but mm-hmm. to get all of the publishing and copyright and all like the fine print stuff done, yeah. my Aunt Jennifer helps me with that, who is where I got the idea from because she made A to Z hockey style books and, oh, okay. and then I got the idea from her and yeah. she was super excited for my book and helped me get all of that stuff that I didn't really know how to do and right. the same guy that illustrated her books, Andy Lendway illustrated my books and he did an awesome job so yeah. they, look, they look similar
2: mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it came out great. I love my copy. Well, I also love it because you wrote in my copy. It may even be numbered. I don't know. I I forget what the inside cover was. But mine's signed. I'm psyched. But uh, it did come out really, really good. How many prints have you you run all at once? Yes. So I
0: got 2,000 made and I probably have about 1,000 left. So all Uh, these behind me are how many I have left.
1: How can someone order a book uh, where are you doing it through?
0: I have my own website called thenuthouse.bigcartel.com. com. Okay. It's in my Instagram bio. Okay. And that's where you can order it. And also, I'm going to be bringing them to some of the nationals that I go to and I'll have them there to sell.
1: USA BMX, I, I would imagine, definitely backs it and lets you have space to do that.
0: Yeah, I think so. I haven't really been to a national yet this year since the books came out where I've gotten to bring a bunch with me and promote it. Mm -hmm. Everywhere I've been I've had to fly to so I just put about 10 in my backpack and I do first come first serve and they always sell right out. I do the same with the international events. I bring 10 with me and I always come home with zero books. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But when I go to Kentucky next weekend, we're driving so I'll be able to bring a few boxes with me and hopefully get more people more books.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think USA BMX. Uh, yeah, they did something on it in poll, right? Right. Yeah. So that so people should be very well aware. So that's good. And and, we, and this is awesome. So I don't mean to sound like we're like glossing over it because it was a really big deal. Uh, and I think you had completed. You had met your goal for fundraising last year, right? To cover the got it.
0: So I made a Kickstarter, which is basically a GoFundMe for creators. Right. And I had a $10,000 goal, and yeah. I had to meet that goal within 30 days. It was all or nothing, and I ended up meeting the goal with time to spare and a little bit more than 10000 and all of that helped make the book.
1: Nice. So I had mentioned libraries. Uh, does your local library have a copy?
0: I believe they do, yeah. Awesome. I've had okay. a lot of people purchase them to... Giveaway to the libraries, which is really nice. So I think they're yeah. a little bit all over the area here.
1: Of uh, a the library they want to get it into, of course, I think they should just buy it and donate it to the library. That would be the easiest way.
0: Yeah, I think the easiest way would just be buy it and donate it. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, definitely anyone who can get the word out as much as they can, mm-hmm. everything's appreciated because the only way that I advertise it is online. And. I guess that's just how everything's advertised right now but yeah so everything's just online and the more people that talk about it the Mm -hmm. more people know about it
1: yeah uh you want to do the racing part so so you still went to the grands didn't let you race pro (laughs) elite women right i'm saying that correctly elite women
0: um usa bmx because you have to be 19 to race pro Mm -hmm. But for UCI, which is more international races, it's 17 and 18 to be junior. But right. USABMX doesn't have a junior class, really. That was right. just a UCI thing. Yep. So even though I was technically junior, and yeah. if I were to race UCI, I would be aged up yeah. to race pros if we didn't have a junior class. Right. USABMX was 19 and over, no exception. You don't get aged up even if you are junior because technically yeah. junior doesn't exist in USA BMX. I got
2: you. But so, I,
0: I don't think like I I'm definitely bummed like I didn't get to race pro mm-hmm. but at the same time it was just nice to go and uh-huh. um, it's okay that I didn't get to race because at the end of the day it was just one race that mm-hmm. I wanted to race pro and I've never even really raced those girls before mm-hmm. so I didn't really mind waiting until this year to yeah. jump start everything and kick it off. Yeah. Well,
1: so you didn't get to race. Could you You could have raced, but you would have to race the amateur, or were you totally in limbo and they couldn't put you anywhere?
0: No, I was allowed to race amateur.
1: Oh yeah? Okay. Alright. Right. But <laughs> it's not the same, right, with where you're at. It would almost seem unfair to race it, like, since you're that far along, and we'll call it pro. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about that, it, to go back and race the amateur?
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a step down because I hmm. did get to do some of the Pro Opens last year, so I could race against some of the pro girls, oh, okay. and to race amateur against girls that are going for points and for a title yeah. just seemed a little bit unfair, but I did end up racing amateur, but unfortunately oh. I kind of blew it in the main, but
2: yeah. um,
0: at that point I was like, whatever, I'm ready to go up to pro. Oh, yeah, yeah, right,
1: right. So after that, you must have been planning your 2021 after the grants since that's Thanksgiving. So after the grants, what did, how did that all start to escalate into you becoming an Olympian?
0: So I have a big calendar upstairs that we do every year and it's a big dry erase one. and We'll put all the events on it, yeah. whether it's pump track, World Cups, USAD Max Nationals, and yeah. just other smaller events. And my goal for the season my coach Ariel and I set goals at the end of the season we'll do short term ones we'll do long term ones and Mm -hmm. one of our big ones was to make the Olympic team and the whole pandemic Uh was actually the best thing for me because it gave me a whole nother year to prepare for it and last year I wasn't able to race any of the girls or really do any World Cups, so I didn't have a lot of international racing experience or experience mm-hmm. racing some of the other girls. Right. And then this year, I was able to go to the World Cups, gain some more experience, and just work towards that goal, which I actually ended up getting on the Olympic team, which was awesome, dream come true, which yeah. is any athlete's dream, I think, to go to the Olympics for their sport. Mm-hmm. We have a call answer it is this our caller
1: yeah put her on speaker
0: mall dog Tina
1: what's up (laughs) hey Molly it's Joe thanks for doing this hey thanks for having me on you're welcome I think she's surprised she sure oh I'm so surprised yeah cool I
0: haven't talked to Molly in like two days and I just texted (laughs) her this morning I was like I miss you so
1: oh this works it works out even better (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. How are you guys? Good. And you're at a race, right? No, I'm heading there
3: today. I have a national
1: champs this weekend. For Canada, right? Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Well, good luck, and uh, I'll let you, I'll let you just talk with Peyton. Did you? Uh, do you have some questions or comments for her? Oh yeah, I've got a list right here of some, uh, some good questions for. Her. <laughs> a list. She just, she just started laughing when you. <laughs> When you said you have a list. Nope. oh man. Well, take your time. Go for it. It's all you guys. All right.
3: All right, Peanut, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. This one's like a 2 partner. okay? Okay. Okay. How much peanut butter is too much on a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> so, I make these
0: sandwiches, which Molly has tried, which I think are yeah. very good, but... Unfortunately, some people, Brooke Crane being one of them, think that it's an unnecessary amount of peanut butter. But it's not just straight peanut butter. It's bread, peanut butter, chocolate chips, and mixed nuts on it. So you get the texture and you get the flavor aspect. And, and the crunch. And yes. Yeah, it's making and me choke just thinking about it. I honestly load it up with peanut butter because I love it. I think it's a quality snack and. Yeah. yeah, so no peanut butter is too much peanut butter, in my opinion.
3: <laughs> and how much do you exactly put on? Like, do you know the grams? Like, do you measure it out, or do you just kind
0: of eyeball it? I just eyeball it, but I would say at s- once I get towards the middle, there might be a solid inch of peanut butter.
1: Whoa. <laughs> I'm not
0: kidding. An inch? Yeah, but I always take a selfie, and I'll send it in our group chat that we have. And every time, Brooks <laughs> like, gross or something like that. <laughs>
2: Wow. Yep, yeah,
3: they're pretty large.
1: <laughs> All, right.
3: All right. Next question. How many nicknames does Rocket have and what is your
1: favorite? <laughs> you said Rocker, right?
0: Rocket,
2: yeah. yeah. So
0: Rocket is my three year old Beagle. Basically one of my basically like a sibling, even though I'm an only child. Um we call her Rocket, obviously, that's that's her name, but we also call her The Rock, and I've been calling her Rock Dog lately. I call her The Beast because she gets really vicious at night when we try to pick her up to go upstairs to bed. <laughs> and um, But my personal favorite has to be The Bean. She, just, yeah, the she bean. looks like a bean. She's bean-shaped, and Molly actually came up with that nickname for her, and I have called her that ever since. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. Yeah, she just
2: looks like a perfect bean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where is All she right.
3: today? Well, She's hanging out there. Here's third question. All right. Okay. Okay. Why am I your favorite BMXer? <laughs> I love Molly. She's just awesome.
0: She's honestly a great training partner. I had her over here in February to, wait, March, to train with me after Alabama and um just super fun to be around and i feel like we're really similar um we both want to just progress and be the best versions of ourselves and love training and love just trying to be better and i think that's great for both of us when we try to train together because we just want to help each other and grow
1: yep that's right like that would make you her favorite for sure (laughs) (laughs) okay this is this
3: is a good one here all right um it is, who is more dramatic, Brooke or Rachel?
0: <laughs> Brooke for sure. Like they both <laughs> have their moments, but for sure, Brooke. We got, I agree, I agree. Yeah, we got to be with them in Rockford and just them bickering in the car together is the funniest thing ever. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, they're, uh, they definitely could make a TV reality show for sure.
1: Uh, maybe that's the next step for them you never <laughs> I know, know yeah could be working that you're yeah. close enough to hollywood right oh, yeah okay this one
3: is my last final question um and i think you're gonna like this one okay okay all right if you could compare yourself to an animal what would it be
0: <laughs> that's a tough one um <laughs> I don't think I could pick, like, a specific animal. But I feel like I would have to combine some animals and say, like, the speed of a cheetah and like the strength of like a, a gorilla. And, oh, yeah. And, um, something that has red hair. I don't know what has red hair, but maybe we could fox. add that in. Fox, yeah, maybe? the fox. Yeah. So a little, like, appearance aspect (laughs) yeah but if I were to be an animal I would pick rocket any day rocket lives the life yeah you guys are
3: pretty similar especially with the bean looking shape I'd say so um, (laughs) I don't know how to take that (laughs) but uh yeah Uh, you're like a multi-animal then you got all the all the perks exactly (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent some time on those questions, so uh, wrote it on a little stick, you know, you know. Love uh, it. Yeah, those were those were
1: my questions. I was gonna throw in their grace of an emu, but it didn't really make sense, so I left it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh my god. So uh, so the championship you're doing, uh, do you race like an open class? Or are there enough women to have a class? Yes,
3: yeah, so there will be enough women to have a class. Um, I think we'll be combined with the juniors, just because there might not be enough elite women. Uh-huh. But we'll all have a class, which will be super cool. And then, um, yeah, so tomorrow's the day. Um, you can, if you win, you'll get the Canadian sleeve, which is always a, a cool thing to have. So it's pretty exciting.
1: That's awesome. Have you had it before for juniors? I did, yeah. Oh, good for you!
3: Twice
0: in a row. Now she's getting, now she's getting the elite one this weekend, so it's oh going to just God. be continued.
1: Wow. She probably will. I don't doubt it. Yeah, and
3: it's uh, it's kind of a hometown too, It's in, the, in my province, and only an hour away, so that'll make it even more
1: better. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, Thank you. Anything I should watch out for when we go out to the back trails? <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Did you get to ride? Were they, were they rideable?
0: That's actually a funny story because we were over here and we had like a foot of snow on the ground, but it was all starting to melt. And I dragged Molly outside and there were just huge ice blocks that we spent like at least two and a half hours out there just throwing over the turns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: We were getting a good shoulder pump for
0: sure. Oh, man. So... Yeah, she did get to ride the track, though, but that was step one of getting to ride the track, was throwing the big ice blocks over.
1: That track was almost year-round last year. You rode it in January, I think, didn't you? Yeah. I believe.
0: Yeah.
1: It was just crazy, the way the dirt held up, but anyway, well, it looks like the rain's going to hold off, so I'll I'll get a feel for what you were doing, Molly, except for the ice chucking. The ice chucking...
3: the track is super fun I've had a couple sketchy moments on it but it's super fun,
1: you'll like it excellent, awesome yeah. I'm looking forward to some sketchy moments too yeah,
3: that's yeah. always
1: good it's going to be rough to ride with someone that has it so dialed you know? <laughs> but
3: I know, that's how I felt when I was there too I was just trying to figure it out and just nailing each thing and I'm like what
2: yeah,
1: right, right Kind of makes you yeah. feel a little inferior. Does she remind you of that? That she oh that she schooled you here? Oh
0: yeah. No. Oh no, I don't think that's <laughs> true. She's just
1: saying
3: that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think. Yeah, no, it's always a good time at the at Peanut's house. I enjoy it so. I even have my own little room there. I gotta send her a portrait of my face so they can hang it up on the
0: on the wall. <laughs> so we have two spare bedrooms and. We just call the one Molly's room. Ever since she stayed here, it's always like, Oh yeah, this is up in Molly's room and then I told her a little bit ago that she needs to send either a picture of her or something oh, Molly related yeah. that we can hang in that room.
1: I think a cardboard yeah. cutout like in proportion of you would be would be <laughs> best. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Think we're are, are you good, Molly? And Peyton, are you good? Do you want to do you want to fight back with anything?
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, I anything, I. anything Molly eats that is like super strange? Yeah, not, not it
0: was that I question. know.
1: <laughs> do you wait, Molly? I, I have one for you. Do you ice fish in the winter? What's that? Do you do ice fishing in the winter in in Canada? I've done couple times. I haven't this year, but yeah, I usually do, it and it's super fun. Do you have your own shack that you drag out on skis on the, onto the lake?
3: Yeah, my, my grandpa does, so we always go with him, and he, he sets it up, and it's uh, yeah, it's a fun day
1: on the ice. <laughs> awesome. That's cool.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah, it's, it's already starting to get cold here, like, where yesterday it was only, like, 9 degrees, which is probably, like, 30 fahrenheit i think something like that really so, yeah it's, it's starting to winter's coming here
2: Cool. Oh.
1: wow where's yeah. your closest indoor track not to turn into the molly show i just want to know this <laughs> <stuff>.
3: <laughs> um there's one that's 45 minutes away uh-huh. but it's kind of it's not the best but i'm not sure if they'll do it this year hopefully they do but it's only in like a dome so it's still like super cold um so when you, like, touch your brake lever, like, your finger will freeze, or sometimes the gate doesn't come up, or it doesn't go down, because
1: it's frozen, so, um, God, it. it's interesting here, yeah. I can imagine, I'm, it's pretty incredible you yeah. have to adapt to and still, and still train as well as you can, or as well as you do. Yeah, that's,
3: that's why I try and get out to, you know, Peanut's house, or Brooke and Rachel, and I just try and branch myself out
1: a little bit perfect that's yeah. awesome all right yeah. well I uh, I have more questions for you but that'll just have to be a separate interview <laughs> yeah, this, this, yeah I, I, gotta, I gotta run anyway so yeah. I uh, appreciate you having me on and it was,
3: it was
1: fun so oh absolutely the look on her I get to see the look on her face when you're talking this is great that's awesome yeah well thank you for doing it and uh, and thanks for for doing it on, on short notice on my part. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, thanks, mall yeah. dog. <laughs> of course, I hope uh, see you
3: soon, Peanut, and uh, yeah, thanks for having
1: me on. You're welcome, thanks for doing it. All right, see you guys later. All right, take care. Bye. Right. bye. Bye. That's surprise number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, Molly and I have spent a lot of time together this year. We went to yeah. Phoenix together for two weeks right after Christmas, and then raced yeah. Black Mountain. And then she came home from Alabama with me for another like two weeks or so. Yeah. And then I went to Rockford, and she stayed with me, Brooke and Rachel. So yeah, we've been together a lot this year. Yeah. Wow.
1: What was the age hold up? I guess I guess that. So up the down. age
0: is as of December thirty first oh, that okay. year.
1: I got you. So you were.
2: Even so like this year
0: I technically am nineteen, even in March I'm nineteen, yeah. even though I'm still technically eighteen because mm-hmm. my birthday's by the end of the year.
1: I gotcha. Got Internationally though, like you were saying you could they combine.
0: For junior, S- yes. For junior,
1: yeah. And then for elite through UCI, you had to be eighteen? Is that right?
0: Nineteen. Nineteen? Yeah.
1: At the end of the year also. Right.
0: Juniors 17 and 18, but if there's a case where there's not enough juniors, they're just aged into the elite class. But for World Cups, there's no separation. It's just juniors race elite. So technically, World Cups are 17 and over. Gotcha. All
1: right. We were talking about the scheduling for uh, 2021. So you...
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: How did that work out? Because at some point, your coach... Ariel. Ariel. For Heron. For Heron. So, so you set up the schedule with her and at some point you must have decided, let's go for this just in case I can grab a spot
0: Right. So on the Olympic team. The Olympics have always been something that I've wanted to do since mm-hmm. I was little and BMX was in the Olympics yeah. and last year it felt like the goal was attainable but it was pretty far away from the experience aspect and not being able to do a lot of racing so Mm -hmm. COVID happened gave me more time to prepare and train and get experience and then this year the goal seemed closer than ever because Brooke um, decided she didn't want to go to the Olympics anymore so now there was an open spot and there was me and a few other girls going for that spot, and to get Olympic points, you need to make a World Cup final, and then you get bonus points for podiums if you happen to get a podium, and that's why I went to the World Cups in Italy and Colombia, and I made three out of four of my World Cup mains, which were my first World Cup mains I ever made, and then in Colombia, I ended it with the second, which secured my spot for Tokyo, but it really came down to the wire based on how the points went, Mm -hmm. because on Sunday at um, Columbia, even if everyone was kind of like tied up basically. So if that one girl got a podium and I didn't get a podium, she would get the spot. So it was either we both don't get podiums or I get a podium or it was just a lot of-
1: by bonus points.
0: Right. It was a lot of numbers and just super tight. Yeah, it definitely came down to the wire and pressure was on, everything was on the line. And yeah, that was- it was awesome, though, and I ended up making the team, and yeah, best, best accomplishment, I think.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, freestyle was different. They brought the alternate with them, where she went, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, well, she went to, but they don't send an alternate with, with your team, they didn't send with our team. The U.S. Olympic team just sent the three new alternate.
0: Right, same with
1: okay. the guys. All right, I wonder why freestyle did Someone differently but anyway doesn't matter we're talking about bmx racing so although it was really cool to see freestyle in the olympics i thought they did a pretty good job I and mean, they worked out pretty, pretty it was well. really
0: cool and yeah. typically at the olympics you can get tickets to watch events but they didn't let us do that this year yeah. but the freestyle was in the same venue as the racing yeah so we just got on a bus and then went to the same venue and then we were able to watch the freestyle uh, technically sure. we weren't allowed but they just yeah. let us right in so it was really cool to see
1: had a good idea of what was probably going to go down in finals yeah actually
0: everyone was being really conservative in the qualifying runs so i didn't really get especially like the girls Mm -hmm. so i didn't really get to see the the big tricks that they pulled off but then i did get to watch the replays and see that it was a little all over the place this is actually really the first time i've been home for Well, after Tokyo, I was home for a week and a half, Mm -hmm. but before that, I wasn't home for more than a week since Italy World Cup, which was the beginning of May. So I have been all over the place.
1: So as soon as you made it, did everything go like fast? Like, okay, now we got to get you out to Chula, or what what was the plan?
0: Right when I made the team, I got a call from my coach, Ariel, and she was like, all right, you're going here, 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 here. So I went down to her house in Virginia and trained there for two weeks with Cam Larson and then after that I went to Rockford, raced the national, came home for maybe four days, then I flew all the way out to Chula and I was there for three weeks and Cameron and Ariel were both there too and I had a lot of other people helping me And at Chula. Is where we did a lot of our Olympic prep. Even mm-hmm. though we were doing some of that in Virginia at Chula, we got to train on the supercross tracks and yeah. do race simulations and right. just video review a little bit of everything.
2: Yeah.
0: And in Chula, they had a replica of the first straight for Tokyo there, so mm-hmm. we got to train on that like three days a week. So it was yeah, a yeah, lot super- of lot of riding the whole time there. We were we rode like four days a week and they were all um really hard track sessions so it was it was a lot of work <laughs>
1: and then gym in between that yeah but uh anyway so it was ariel Cam, and you but where was it does the team have to practice as a team that's what i'm getting at no okay
0: yeah no one really did their olympic preps together everyone yeah. kind of did their own thing right. so Ariel trains both me and Cam, and Cam lives in Bakersfield out there, and he was prepping for Worlds at Poppendall. And uh, right, so right, he right. was doing his Worlds prep, and I was doing my Olympic prep, and right. um, we work really well together, and I really like riding with Cam, and he helps me a lot, so it was nice to spend time with both of them.
1: Right. That's awesome. Uh, and, yeah, I just keep comparing because it seems like a different sports for US Olympic teams seem to train together but logistically it's got to be difficult if you're coming from different parts of the country I would think. Um, so maybe it's ease of just you know you've got a great trainer with aer- in aerial and a good training partner when you're in California right so it's uh does the Olympic on uh, Olympic cycling I guess and this would be the U.S. Olympic team, uh, USA Cycling, USAC. Yeah. Okay. So they don't really have strict rules on on when you need to be together as a as a team. It, it sounds like it was more individual than I expected.
0: Yeah, everything's individual. Yeah. So USAC is just going to be when we go to the World Cups. Yeah. But to go to the Olympics, it was, I guess, it was still USAC, but it was more just olympic team yeah. in itself but everyone preps by themselves everyone kind of does their own thing yeah. but everyone has usually a small group of people that they'll train with maybe like four five at the most okay. but no one really all gets together and then says let's all do this especially people that compete against each other typically won't like form like this big group of like five of like the top guys they probably won't all train together yeah. but that's just how BMX is it seems like mm-hmm. um when I was out in Chula I had Cam to ride with and then Brooke came out and rode with me mm-hmm. for the last week which was really nice and um then I had other people helping me like Jed and Anthony Ricardo, and oh, okay. Ariel was riding. You
1: said Jed right? Yeah. 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 Oh, be- <laughs> Do you think there'd be a benefit to the to the women's team training together or is it just not not easy enough like we were t- like I was saying before with logistically just getting everyone together
2: yeah I um, think it's a
0: thing about just getting everyone together and everyone mm-hmm. has different coaches so everyone kind of does their own thing and BMX yeah. is a super individual sport right. so then it's hard to try to go to train with someone if they want to do something else and then yeah. You have to try to compromise and say, "All right, yeah. let's meet in the middle and do this." Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of coordinating and yeah. trying to get everyone on the same page.
1: All right. So when this whole thing went into motion, were you? What were your feelings? Were you excited, anxious, nervous? You know, the, what went through your head, and and how did you like settle it down?
0: I was really excited. Yeah but everything was happening so fast since Columbia. I was traveling all over the place, training super hard. And so I didn't really have time to think about it and process everything. It was just Mm -hmm. day by day, like this is what's going on. And I didn't even really think about it that much. And even when I was in Tokyo, I didn't really feel like I was at the Olympics still and nothing really started to settle in until maybe race day or after the fact on race day, but yeah, I was definitely super excited, and uh, it was all definitely overwhelming, too, because it was all so new and so much stuff going on.
1: You weren't there for opening ceremonies, which there weren't really opening ceremonies, right? In the traditional sense, where everyone, you know, if you if you were there early enough, everyone walks together. All I the was US there for athletes. opening ceremonies.
0: You were? Yeah, we just didn't get to go.
1: It was kind but of we like still
0: got the outfits and everything. Yeah. But I was in Tokyo for 10 days
2: mm-hmm.
0: because you can only be there like five days before the first session and yeah. then two days after your event ends you have yeah. to leave within those two days.
1: And that's all COVID related, not, right. not normally the way they would do it. Yeah. I got you. I firmly believe you'll be going again so hopefully if COVID is, is, has settled down completely by then then you get to experience it a whole different way.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a weird Olympics, everybody Mm -hmm. said, but it didn't feel that weird to me because I didn't have a previous experience to compare it to. But even if I asked somebody, what's it gonna be like, Uh nobody really knew because it was new to everybody. But I got there and everything was pretty locked down from COVID, we had to stay in the village. We weren't allowed out only to go to our venue to practice and to race. In the cafeteria, we would go in, hand sanitizer, had to wear gloves, masks the whole time. They would uh, self-serve you food. Then we would sit down and we would have these plexiglass barriers between us. And we figured out that you need to sit right next to each other to hear each other. But if somebody sits across from you, you cannot hear a thing. And if somebody's across from you in diagonal, zero. So everybody would have to just sit in a line So we could
1: hear each other, which probably defeated the whole purpose of the the, uh, almost everything they did. But, but you probably got tested a ton too. I would imagine, right?
0: COVID testing every day, but it was the spit test, so nothing up the nose.
1: Still can't believe how much they fit up someone's nose. That's pretty crazy. But uh, so, and and you weren't anxious. Like to me, it'd be like being on the gate must have been like since you're not a veteran of the Olympics, like, say, at least, it had to have been pretty intense, I would Yeah, I I was
0: pretty nervous, I think. Yeah. I felt like I was riding good up to it, and I felt super prepared, Uh and I did everything I could to try to prepare for the Olympics, but Uh just being there and try to emulate what it's going to feel like when I'm there just isn't possible. So when I got on the gate, it was like, whoa, like, I'm at the Olympics, and... yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: so there was definitely a lot of emotions and
1: mm-hmm. there was a lot going on. Yeah. Oh um, we have a caller. Oh, go for it.
0: <laughs> Beat
2: is hey,
1: Brooke, hi, What's this is Joe. Thank you for doing this. Of course. This is How's great. It going? Very good. And it's gonna be even better when you when you talk to Peyton because the other surprise caller.
0: Me and MalDog were just talking about
1: you. uh yeah, and I'm I'm sitting over here laughing, knowing that you were going to be calling next because <laughs> because Molly and Peyton were talking about you the whole time. Oh, what were you guys talking about? Uh, you'll find out, I think. It'll probably come out in all right. all right, that's fair. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, nice. whatever whatever you want to talk about, it's it's really you guys. It's up to All you. All right. Well,
4: what's, what's happening? Did you ride for him today? Did I what? Did you ride today?
0: Um, not yet. We're planning on riding my track after we're done this, and we're hoping that the weather holds out.
2: Yeah. Oh,
4: nice. Is it, it,
0: is it raining? No, but it's super like it. humid
4: today.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nothing like California. That's for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, been, how
4: has life been since you got home from the o It's been good. I was home about... Is that hard being a celebrity now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not as much of a celebrity as Brooke, though, because I'll send her, like, messages and everything, and it takes her a few days to respond, so I'm not (laughs) on that that level yet.
4: Yeah, Um, right. Let's not only tell people about how we got free parking for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't getting
0: free parking for me. We went to Rockford and Brooke was like, All right, we're gonna pull the Olympian card. And we yeah. go to the guy who's doing the parking, and she was like, Yeah, like we have an Olympian in the car. This is, and he's like, Oh, Peyton.
2: And then
0: he says hi to and he's like, Oh, yeah, you guys don't need to pay for parking. And it just totally went over his head that there's a two time Olympian in the car. Like,
2: That's Brooke. Right. That has
0: never worked
3: for me,
4: ever, oh, but man. it works for you. <laughs>
1: Celebrity, big time (laughs) Yeah, absolutely She is, I was looking for signs around town when I rolled in at lunchtime today (laughs) Expecting there to be like, you know, big photo signs of her But maybe they just put them away for now Yeah, they're they're not up yet, they're in the works Oh, okay, gotcha Yeah, I mean that's what you experienced, right? Everyone was just just, uh, putting congrats Brooke everywhere <laughs> no, that that's never happened
3: for me either.
1: <laughs> yeah, we either you have to leave California or, or we we need to start pushing for for more uh, pro brook signs. Yeah, I
4: agree. I agree. Yeah. Hey, hey Keeba, you'd be proud of me. Guess what I just did? You made a reel. No, I actually just made a TikTok.
2: What?
4: <laughs> yeah. No way. Sure enough. Yeah, swear. Oh, I could not wait to backlog. watch it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm going to be a TikTok star now.
1: Yeah, you heard I'm it. Trying pa- not to be old. It, it pays great, right?
4: Apparently. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, well, it's, it's all you two for as long as you want.
4: Well, Peabody, hey, you got anything?
0: All right, so I got home from Tokyo. I was home for a week and a half which was the longest I've been home since Italy, which I told you, beginning of May. And then I went to Worlds in the Netherlands for a week, and now I just got home. So that's basically what's happened since then, and now I'm going to leave for Louisville next week. And then finally, a little bit
4: of a break at home. Okay. And then you're coming to my house, right?
0: Then I'm coming to Brooke's house with, with Molly, oh, No, nice. probably, um,
4: in November.
1: You're not going to teach him how to bike surf, are you? Oh, man. Sorry. That's all Peyton's fault. Sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't that have is, gone there. I don't that even... is
4: not my fault at all. <laughs> that was 100% Peyton's fault. She uh, comes to my house, and, like, she's bored all the time, right? She, <laughs> she doesn't understand what resting is. This she is the problem.
0: Has... Brooke just sits and does nothing on rest days. Okay. Like, literally just sits yeah, on the is... couch. <laughs>
4: that is the point of a rest day she'll get there one day she's not there yet and so i'm like all right i'm gonna go out and play bikes with her because she's my little kid who's bored in the house and so we go outside we're playing bikes and i'm like you know what this surfing stuff, like i think i could do it right and i try it and i crash. I crashed twice before that video. I crashed once before so Brooke that video.
2: Cra-
0: yeah, Brooke oh crashed God. once, and mm. she's on her nice bike, like her race bike. I said, Brooke, if you're gonna try it, at least do it on a bike that you're not gonna race on. So here's Brooke, just thinks it's a great idea to grab another bike and try it again. So now I whip out the camera, because I know it's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the video that we took, and she crashed <laughs> I- even harder.
4: Oh my god! I thought I broke my wrist. Like no, not exaggerating. Like I was in a in a splint for what a week and a half, two weeks after that. Yeah. And Rachel was pretty irritated at me, hitting throughout that I had crashed before. And so Rachel's like, "How dumb can you be? Why would you try that again?" And I was just trying to impress my teenager that I had in the house, and <laughs> turns out it got posted online and. Yeah, from
1: there. And then you now you have a random person asking you about it.
4: <laughs> yeah, so clearly <laughs> you've seen it. <laughs> I,
1: well, yeah, it was everywhere. But, well,
0: yeah. Well, when Brooke <laughs> went down, the funny part is is that I could not stop laughing. And I tried to go get Rachel, and I cannot tell Rachel that Brooke crashed because I cannot stop laughing. And then Rachel finally comes over, and Brooke's actually, like, hurt. And I just yeah. still cannot stop laughing. So I'm like, I'm just going to just- go in the house because I cannot stop
4: I'm just pacing like I you know when you're like hurt but you don't want to stop moving because you think it's gonna hurt worse I was just pacing up and down the street <laughs> <laughs>
1: jeez. yeah oh, at times yeah it sounds like you so yeah, have no surfing before grants right right Thought or like ever that. again and you want to have them over again huh <laughs>
4: yeah
1: what's what's next
4: clearly didn't learn jeez all right all right, but will you enjoy yeah nice chat
1: yeah and you know you're,
4: I know you're celebrity and also so it's, it's hard to get some time with you but
1: you know it was yeah. nice to hear your voice although she did talk about how much you helped her with with training the time she spent out there and how nice it was to train with you
2: yeah cool. it
4: was it was a pretty uh i would say it was just as rewarding for me to go down there and um, you know the the stress of the Olympics is like something that nobody can really um, prepare you for. It's right. something that you have to deal with yourself and, and go through the motions yourself. And um, it was really cool for me to go down there and and be somebody that has been through it multiple times, but also be able to just help her go through those motions and you know kind of prepare her. We talked a lot about like what to expect when you get there. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my first Olympics, I was a deer in the headlights the entire time I was there. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want her to have that same experience. Like, it's hard for me to look back and remember London. Like, it's literally all a blur. And I didn't want her to have that experience. I wanted her to be able to remember, you know, everything about the Olympics and how amazing of an experience it really is. And um, it was really cool to, the whole, fatal is pretty much the whole reason that i i realized where i was in sport and you know she this time that she had came the time that i surfed um that she came and stayed with me i really saw her determination and her fight and you know how she eats sleeps breathes bmx and um i realized i'm just not there anymore and It felt really selfish of me to pretend to be there and to take a spot potentially away from somebody like Peyton or any of the younger girls that have that drive that I did once have when I was their age. Sure. Um, And so it was really cool that, you know, I don't know that I ever would have realized that had she not come and stayed and I saw firsthand and um, it felt just as rewarding. And they say like when you're a coach and stuff that it's almost more rewarding when you're a coach than it was when you were an athlete and you know I'm not Peyton's coach but as a training buddy I I really felt that like it was you know when she made the team Mm -hmm. I literally was in the airport bawling my head off like I was so proud like she was my kid
2: Mm. and
4: you know I that's not something you typically feel for competitors you know but um she's a very deserving hard worker and um I'm forever a a p-butt fan and you know, it was really cool to be a part of that experience with her, and we'll always have that. And um, you know, she's she's not done yet; she's got a lot to show. And um, I'm glad she got her first Olympic experience done, so that you know, going into the next one, she she knows what it's like, and she's really prepared. And um, you know, I'm calling it now that she gets a medal there. So, all
1: right, yeah, it was a cool experience. That is. That's really cool. I didn't realize all of that, how it played out. Of course, a lot of it. I don't know if you've shared that with anyone before, but I think people are really gonna to love to hear that because it's there is a time where you, where it's well for for most people where you where you do need to move on and make room for the next generation, right? Um, yeah, for sure. But I, so much credit to you for doing that and, and allowing someone else to to pick up the baton, we'll say, and run with it. So that's, uh, that's really cool. It was a good story.
4: Yeah, and it, it wasn't that, you know, she, I mean, you put Peanut and I in the, in the gate this last year, and, I mean, she's going to smoke me every time. And, you know, it, it was more so with qualifying in the way that, um, you know, COVID happened and all that. It, it was a tricky situation for USA Cycling um, to go to the next generation, you know, because it was more so like, our team had kind of been selected in 2020, and then now they have to like reevaluate everything. And um, you know, now that you add another year of qualifying, and um, so Peanut was a hundred percent deserving. Um, the only thing I had over her at that time was experience, right? I've been to two Olympics, and um, I had that experience. And but if you were to, you know, put her and I in the gate and race for the spot. You know, unless I first pedal cut her off because her gates aren't that great. <laughs> there was there was no chance I was beating her. You know, and um, I I think Peyton can probably attest to the same thing. Like I remember her sitting in my kitchen and I started crying and I told her I'm like Peyton, like I realized you being here, like I want that spot to go to you. Like I, you know, and that was a special moment for the two of us. It was just me and her in here and. Um, of course I was bawling my head off and she kind of didn't know what to say and um, you know it it will always be a a special moment and it it was cool that we got to train together going into that you know and um, yeah it's it's one of those things you just realize at some point you realize you know like I would love to go to the Olympics again and, and I would love to win a medal but in order to do that you know your heart has to be 100% in it, and I had a lot happen to me in 2020 that just made me put life into perspective and things that that make me happy and, and that don't make me happy and that cause me more harm and stress than, than anything. It, it's not worth it to me anymore, and, you know, in 2016, I had a really, really hard time leading up to the Olympics. I was so stressed out. I was hiding the fact that I was gay. There were so many different elements that were going on and I, I mentally did not think that I could put myself through that cycle again and um, I'm just really honored that I got to be a part of Peyton's journey and you know going forward I think I'll always be a part of it and you know we'll always have a friendship and I'll always be here to help support her and um, you know cheer her on for the next one.
1: Oh my gosh you're gonna make me cry <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that, that's 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 really amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's deep, awesome stuff. I mean, it's that you don't hear things like this very often. That's for sure. Yeah. So th- it's yeah. So wow, you're amazing.
0: Thanks, I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: That's why Brooks my favorite. I have a poster on my wall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, is it next to Molly's? Which <laughs> No, Molly actually doesn't have a poster on my wall. I'm just kidding. Oh, you actually really have one now. The Molly one is... We were talking about doing a cardboard cutout of Molly. And uh, oh, putting her in, in her, her room when she stays here, I guess. Or...
4: You guys should when You get cardboard cut out of that picture of you guys flexing with your shirts
0: off. <laughs> That's actually the profile picture I have for her contact, and it came up when she called me. I don't know if <laughs> Joe saw it.
1: I did not, and then I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm all set, thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good stuff, Brooke. Thank you so much. And. Yeah,
4: no worries. Thanks
1: for having me. Oh, you're welcome, and sorry for doing it so last minute on you, but I'm glad it worked out.
4: Yeah, no worries. I'm a, I'll enjoy watch, or listening to this. So yeah, um, thanks for having me, and you guys have a good rest of your day. Hopefully, the rain holds out for you.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of looking at it now, going, nah, maybe it should rain, and then I don't have to <laughs> deal with trying to follow Peyton around the track <laughs> around the track here.
4: Hey, just don't let her convince you to try surfing.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks. That's a good idea. I think I think I will make sure that doesn't happen. Uh,
4: yeah, don't listen to her. No, Bad influence. No. influence. <laughs> Alright guys, you have a good
1: day. All
4: right.
1: Thank you so much.
4: See you. No problem. Take, take care.
1: Bye. All right, bye. Wow, that was intense. It's really intense. Um the whole thought process, that whole, the, everything she added up in her head was, and then choosing you because she felt you were it, and she likes you, and knew the, knows that you can do it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have a few more, well, definitely a few more Olympics in you, so This this is going to be cool. Yeah, So
0: I really like Brooke. She's awesome.
1: It's amazing, and she's amazing. I've never really heard her... Speak. Uh She a coffee chat once. Yes. Okay. So I I guess I've heard her interviewed uh, there, but this is a whole different different deal. That's for sure. Just one on one with you two, and that's you know you and her one on one. It's it's awesome.
0: Wow.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, I'm excited but, to go train with her in November. I know it's her farewell tour, so and this is this is like her last. Grands
1: as an elite, and this will be my first one. Oh, no, wait. So she, she's still going. She's just talking about Olympics aside is something that would have taken just too much. But she's still racing the rest of this USA BMX season. Right, yeah. Okay. So
0: her only race left is Grands this year.
1: Gotcha. All so right. I'm
0: excited to go out there in November so we can help yeah. each other. And, right. yeah, it'll be really nice.
1: So what? Ha- i got to ask the question. What happens if she's in fourth in the semi and you're in fifth? <laughs> What happens? She's and not you've getting four. <laughs> Would she have it any other way? No. Racing's racing. You better do it if you have the opportunity. I, I know
0: if Brooke were me, and mm-hmm. she was in fifth, and I was in fourth, she'd be following me over the turn. So.
1: Right. Good. So we had that settled.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't wait for the grandson now. This is going to be great. When we
0: raced in Phoenix this year... I was yeah. in front of her on the second street, and she mm-hmm. was just yelling at me. She was like, go, Peanut, go! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just here, like, trying not to laugh and just keep it together in my yeah.
1: photo. I'm really sad to tell you I don't have any more surprise calls for you. So, but <laughs> We have more to talk about, but I don't have any more surprises for you. So I hope you enjoyed them. You're anyway, definitely
0: surprises. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I, uh, I pulled over a couple times to... Uh, To make sure that we coordinate the times and all that. um, Because it's tricky because uh, Molly's two hours behind and Brooke is three. But I just had to make sure that I could give them time to call that was accurate to their time. Right. And to give both times their time. I mean, it's not that it's complicated. It's just figuring out for the first time where they are. Well, I knew where Brooke was, but Molly was a little tougher. Uh, She gave me mountain time, which is should be two hours so I was pretty sure it was two hours but, yeah but I didn't want to blow it and have them call after we were done <laughs> you know what I mean right I still could have mixed it in but anyway they were good such good sports especially on you know short notice like that but anyway they were both they were both funny and and I'm serious when Molly was talking and I was laughing because it's <laughs> a lot of it's about Brooke I'm like Brooke's about to call
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you
1: know? but I couldn't tell you that Brooke was about to call Oh, uh, that, that that lined up pretty good. That was that was funny. It looks like it's just getting getting hotter and hotter. As long as, as it as doesn't we'll... rain,
0: I'm cool with that. I don't care right. how hot it is outside. Right. As
1: long as we ride the track. Oh, I'm I'm riding. I'm just <laughs> maybe just enjoying AC just a little more than I thought it would. That's all. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. I did want to ask you, talking about uh, it, actually. We were all joking about you know, coming home and having your having the house decorated and having you know just the town and your local track and and that's just the that's just the the small you know part of the the country, uh, let alone the world. I'm sure you have fans around the world too. So, uh, did you have to go for media training at all? That's always been a question of mine with any sport. I just wondered. To do no, it for I did no. So they, they kind of just. Let I you think let you go.
0: typically before the Olympics, we would get some kind of media training. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but I think they do. But because of COVID, they cut uh, out all of that.
1: Okay.
0: Usually, we would stop in Houston mm-hmm. and go through team processing, which we would get all the Olympic apparel and go through a bunch of different stations, and then go out yeah. to the Olympics. But this yeah. year, they just skipped that entirely. We got. To Tokyo, They gave us two big suitcases, one Nike bag, one Ralph Lauren bag, and say, yeah. here's all your stuff. If it doesn't fit, you can only trade in the shoes.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yep. But lucky wow. f- for me, everything fit except for about two things.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that was based on, you know, sizes that you gave them, but they could run differently. Right. You know, large or small. Wow. So it sounds like so much of it changed... Uh, compared to a non COVID Olympics. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens when you go against we all just know you're going again. So, uh, so yeah, it's just going to be, I would imagine it's going to be completely different and probably more along the lines of the things that I just accept, kind of anticipated they, they would have put you through, like media training.
0: Right, and maybe no cardboard beds at the next one. Yeah. <laughs> they were actually really uncomfortable. Are you serious? It was... Yeah, the beds were really hard, and a lot of people were ordering, uh, like, thicker mattresses yeah. for
1: it. It's uh, got to be rough. It was, you, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's like taking... I mean, it, it could potentially affect your racing weekend, for sure, if you're not able to rest.
0: Yeah, luckily, I'm so young, it didn't really bother me, mm-hmm. and I just pass out every single night, <laughs> but... Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. they couldn't really sleep very well on them.
1: And since people were rotating quickly, um, were there many people even in the Olympic Village, they call it, right? Where yeah. you stay? Yeah, it was packed. Oh, it was? Okay. We would
0: go into the cafeteria and there would be two levels. There'd be a, like two dining levels and you would get food and then you could go up to the second one and same thing, just a little bit bigger. Oh. And all the time it was packed just wow. countries from everywhere, and the whole village was huge. There were yeah. probably, I want to say, 20 to 30 big apartment buildings that all the athletes would stay in. Oh gosh. And they were about wow. 15 stories high. It was huge. Nothing like I expected.
1: And these are new buildings? That they built for this? Yes. Oh, my God. It's, I'm sure you've Heard stories about past Olympic locations, and you gotta wonder. I, I think Tokyo probably has a better chance than most, but uh, of actually being able to to use that facility down the road for years instead of ending up like Greece, where everything is just grown over, abandoned. It, it's just crazy to me. Like the amount, the amount of prep, the amount of money. I'm sure it, it takes to have an Olympics must be. Outrageous! Just that many buildings just for athletes.
0: Right,
1: yep. Wow. You had room for coaches too? Or coaches were allowed, right? Or no? Yes. Okay. Did Ariel go?
0: No. Okay. Since I was the last to qualify, they already solidified all uh, the credentials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ariel didn't have a spot to go. Gotcha. So hopefully next time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what's... Talk about your parents. I mean you guys are so tight, you're such a tight family, which is so awesome. And in the last podcast we did, we talked about how how much you love having them at races and how it just everything from comforting to just like easier, they help you deal with whatever you have to deal with and uh and that wasn't a possibility at this one, so I mean it's probably just as much a question for them. I mean, me being a parent, I'm thinking man that was sucked having to stay home <laughs> or they were they were in Florida right right um, so uh so yeah how did you feel about uh not being able to have your your the your biggest fans by far and not there?
0: It was weird not having anybody there, especially since my coach couldn't go, mm-hmm. so it was really like I had the Directors for the cycling team and stuff there who I knew pretty well and yeah. the team doctor and the masseuse who mm-hmm. I'm all close with but yeah. it was we were not having somebody there just specific for me yeah. But I definitely miss having my parents there.
2: Yeah,
0: and it would have been really nice to have them there But this year I've been on my own a lot. My parents have only been to Rock Hill National with me mm-hmm. and my dad went to Phoenix and that was it I've been a lot of places by myself this year. All the international travel I've done, just with the team. I went to Italy and Colombia by myself, and then Tokyo.
2: Right, right.
0: But hopefully, one day they can come and see an international race, but it is tough to get them to the World Cups because I am traveling with the team so then to try to coordinate everything because I'm already with the team and Mm -hmm. doing everything that they are and staying with them then my parents have to try to come over and coordinate everything on their own and it's hard to see me during race day also in the World Cups because we're pretty locked down in the pit area. And they could be in the stands and watch, but outside of that, there wouldn't be too much communication outside.
1: At of any of World like Cup, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, the World Cups are a little bit easier, but especially something like Worlds, I wouldn't be able to see them at all.
1: Oh, so Papineau would have been they better off watching on TV because they wouldn't have been able to see you really and interact.
0: Right, and even our laps right. are so close together uh, most of the time. By the time we recover and get a drink and warm up again, yeah. it's we're already back on the track. Wow. And it's hard to make time to go out and make, talk to someone for right. even ten minutes, because mm-hmm. that could be the time you want just to sit in the pit and relax and get ready yeah. for your next race.
1: And be focused, right? So, I didn't get to ask you, just um, performance-wise. If you were to Critique yourself. Uh, and how do you think you did? All things considered, because it was a, it was definitely an, a different kind of event than it would have been otherwise normally. So, but um, how do you how do you feel about it? How do you feel about your performance and whether you're ready for that stage? And you know, yeah, I know, felt really
0: good, good leading up to it, and I felt like I was riding good in practice and everything, but. race day, I was just a little bit nervous, I think. So when I was riding, I was not the smoothest that I usually am, and I was a little tense and Mm -hmm. kind of zigzagging a little bit instead of just making straight lines. And I think it was just more of a comfort thing and Mm -hmm. just being comfortable in the environment I was in because everything was super new. Mm -hmm. And I think that just comes with experience. And it's hard to go out and, like Brooke said earlier, um, a lot of people like they get their first games out of the way, and then mm-hmm. usually their second one, and the ones after that are the ones that they're more prepared for because they know what to expect. Yeah. And even though I did a lot of prep going up to it, it was and talking to a lot of people about it, it was hard to mm-hmm. emulate what exactly it's going to feel like. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. Did you
1: have, did you have the power? You just didn't you couldn't relax and, and get and get into your groove like you normally would
0: yeah i was really fast at chula i kept sending personal bests every single week and
1: i f-
2: wow
0: i felt really good and so yeah so obviously working. obviously i would have liked it done a little bit better than i did but performance wise but to just be there and get the olympic experience was amazing in itself and results were secondary sure my main goal was to make the olympic team and just to mm-hmm. be there and the whole experience and even just ride on the Olympic stage was awesome yeah so I really couldn't ask for much more it was no. really nice
1: oh absolutely and, and yeah and the, the performance thing. I realize it's not all it's about but it, uh, it's something I was curious because you really can't only you could say what it actually felt like when you were having a good first rate and maybe something else fell apart I don't know right
0: and I was so close to making it to the next day, just Mm -hmm. inches away. Yeah, so that's where it does get just a little bit frustrating, but at the same time, it's like the results don't define who you are as a person, or people don't look at you differently if you got last in the Olympics, or if you got like a different place.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you know, and uh, just to keep referencing uh, Coffee Jatter, that uh, they they did an Olympic recap and they touched on something that I had I had seen read about not sure where but uh, about some people that maybe it was their third Olympics you know but different sports I'm not even sure what sports these people were were in but there's been a couple serious depression kind of post post Olympic depression that went pretty. Pretty bad Uh, so it seems like the mental coach which is probably Ariel as well right or has actually she has been right Right. all this time even more important to have have her to keep you up when you may be down at that at that time thankfully it's three years until the next Olympics because that never happens it's always four years so so yeah did you witness any of that or, or be warned about that I guess maybe the question is more like, did you have people that were you know, making sure you stayed up and not bummed out about, by missing it by inches, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Um, like, I was bummed obviously, but I was stoked for my other teammates to make it to the next day and was really excited to watch them, even though I wish I were out there riding alongside them, but I still wanted to just try to stay as positive as I could in the pit area and just Mm -hmm. cheer everybody on because it's like we're at the Olympics and I was stoked to be there and Mm -hmm. I want to see everybody do well and yeah so I was just trying to be positive and I was really bummed because of all the prep I didn't put into it sure but like I said it's hard to be bummed when you're at the Olympics so I, I try to turn it around
1: right well that's awesome. And it's not. I'm sure it's not easy to do, but good for you that you can do that. And I'm sure Ariel has a lot to do with that. That happening, that you just look forward and not backward because you just can't change it. Right. So it's uh. And it not that you did poorly. That's that's a great that's yeah. a crazy thing. We're not saying you didn't do well. It, it just, you know, that little that little bit.
0: But it's you know. it's just competitive nature. Because if mm. I weren't bummed about it, then.
1: That'd problem. kind of be weird. <laughs> right, right. Then maybe you weren't motivated enough to begin with if you weren't bummed about it. But um, it's, I mean, it's one of the reasons you jumped right back into training and You just after just getting back from the Netherlands, right? Right. So how did that race go? Because you've never raced that track, right?
0: Right. I think that is my favorite track I've ever raced, supercross-wise. I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. And that was my first time there, and this was my first Elite Worlds experience. Uh-huh. I raced Worlds in Rock Hill as an amateur when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Zolder and raced my Worlds as a first-year junior in
2: yeah.
0: Belgium in mm-hmm. 2019. Yeah. So this was my third Worlds, but my first Elite Worlds experience. Yeah. And it was awesome. I, I was mm-hmm. riding really well, and I had a fun time, and just got fifth in my quarter and just missed it out by a little bit. I wasn't third and then a mm-hmm. little bit bumping went on and then I ended up getting passed, but yeah. I was, I was happy with how I rode and with the lap and I really had a great time and I got to see all my European friends. So I haven't seen yeah. him forever and hang out with the team and mm-hmm. just see everybody. And I really liked the track. It was probably a
1: way more laid back atmosphere as well, right? I would think.
0: Honestly, I think worlds is, bigger than the Olympics because there's just more people there and the level of competition is has some more depth because more riders can qualify and it was a big race I think that's the biggest race I've ever went to it was it was definitely tough
1: what's the cap it's like there's a huge number of people that race I mean just to make your quarter you had to beat out how many or well I mean, it's divided up. But how many how many women were entered total? Because I know it was a lot more than the Olympics. Because the Olympics only has how many spots? Twenty eight. Twenty eight, yeah. And when you go to a world event, it's
2: we 80? had quarters, I so I,
0: the girls had I think it was forty something, and then the guys oh, okay. had maybe like seventy ish. Mm-hmm. I might not be entirely correct, but somewhere around there a lot more than the
1: olympics that's for sure
0: yeah so a lot of people that didn't get to go to the olympics were Mm -hmm. training for worlds this entire time and worlds was their main race yeah
1: yeah, yeah. okay right right but the cool thing is, as soon as you got home like i was saying you're back to training yep (laughs) i was (laughs) oh you know we can we can ride as soon as you're done training right it just shows you how much training i do uh, no, I've got to eat, <laughs> I've got to <laughs> rest from training, and then we can ride, and I'm like, uh, you know, stupid, man, I forgot you actually trained. As, as much
0: as I would love to just <laughs> go out and ride my track right after yeah. I do a two-and-a-half-hour gym session, I would love to. 25 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would love to, but yeah. I'm just, Yeah. I'm not built that different.
1: <laughs> no, and that's when I said, well, you're a machine, you're a machine, can't you do this? <laughs> like, you're, you're absolutely a machine. Hey, Brooke said you can't stand still, so you obviously have some energy. Right. <laughs> but uh, be training now for the grands, and after that you'll be training for first of the of the new UCI season.
0: Um. So I'll have small goals, and I'll mm-hmm. have bigger ones down the road. So I guess my next big one would be Pump Track Worlds. Oh my gosh! But, I forgot all that. But I don't really train for that. That's just any Good. training I do for BMX I just transfers over to the pump track. I just grab my bike and I ride it. Yeah. But I would say that's my next really big event. Right. But I make smaller goals like Kentucky's my next one. So I have a whiteboard in my gym. I'll just write like Louisville or Kentucky on it just so every time yeah. I look at it I'm like this is what I'm training for mm-hmm. because when I train I want to have a purpose that I'm training mm-hmm. for a goal. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I think well,
1: what
0: am I training for? It's like... Yeah. That's
1: what I'm training for. Here's one you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Uh, now that you, you're you an Olympian, can you live off of what you do uh, between your your sponsor, which I still think it's a bummer that you can't have... They don't let you wear anything or, or have anything showing with your sponsor, any, any sponsors, uh, but... It's just bike?
0: you need to... Yeah. You can add other stuff. So like how I have a WD-40 helmet, mm-hmm. it's a fly, like fly makes the helmet, sure. but I can get it painted all special and everything, mm-hmm. but I just can't have branding on it. But my bike and stuff, it can say Mongoose, all the products can say whether it's Shimano or Answer. Oh. It's okay. just manufacturer's label as it's sold.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: just can't add anybody else to it. So there are little loopholes that you can work around.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and you're not limited on, say, the head tube sticker on your race bike. There, that that was on. That was your bike, right? Right. So you can have that. They don't make you like dull down the stickers. And now I see that, and I hear that you don't have to do that. But you wouldn't have to do it if it's like a dark gray on black, so you couldn't. No. Okay, cause that would be ridiculous. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. But I, I knew there were limits. I just didn't know what. Are, are your sponsors making it easier for you to focus on on training um, to do all these, in, and let's say to do uh, Pump Track Worlds, it would be Worlds Next, right, or did you qualify already?
0: I qualified for Pump Track Worlds in, May. in between Italy and Columbia. I went down to North Carolina.
1: Oh my gosh, so you didn't know at the time until after Pump Track qualifying, that you were even in yet for the Olympics, because you still had that one right. that was like, a, oh my gosh, yeah. that's crazy.
0: And then, another funny thing is, yeah. in between Italy and Colombia, mm-hmm. I went to Salt Lake City, Utah, also. Right after pump truck, I flew straight to Utah for a few yeah, days yeah. to shoot dirt Dirtvana for Mongoose. I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah. We're gonna
1: talk about that when we're in, because okay. it's just really we We can
0: really touch on it later, but while I was yeah, there, yeah. they told me, oh yeah, like, you're just gonna like do this one little gap jump line. Like it's not too big. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and I go there. And you know how at Caddy there's smaller lines or there's mm-hmm. usually smaller jumps that work up to bigger ones. Yeah. This one was little setup jump, roller, big jumps. And I haven't ridden my park bike in maybe two months. Yeah, so yeah. I just bring that out there and I'm like, all right, I guess I have to do this. And I'm like, I'm right. I say, guys, I'm leaving for Columbia in <sighs> a week. I can't get too crazy. So uh-huh. here I am so nervous working my way through the line and I eventually got all the way through I just did one at a time but it was it was scary because I really didn't want to get hurt before Columbia and I'm doing this video so oh my gosh
1: yeah and and I remember watching you last year and seeing the video seeing how psyched you were when you made it through that big line at Caddy
2: yeah
1: I forget what what, what, that that's wham so and that was big yeah, <laughs> well you, these were
0: definitely smaller than Wham yeah, yeah. It was just the aspect that there weren't smaller jumps that led to bigger ones mm-hmm. It was just big and yeah. there wasn't any room to pull off It was yeah. all really uh, close together yeah. and that was Well I Utah, guess that's, that's kind of how Caddy is too where yeah. There's not really any room to pull off But still, yeah. it was really like close, no mm-hmm. room for air kind of thing yeah. And yeah, it was in Salt Lake City
1: private trails or they had they do that? Yes, okay. yeah they're called, called Tanner Taylor Trails it. for sure
0: but all the guys they were really nice. Oh and uh, to touch sure. on the yeah. question real quick
1: yeah. I
0: don't like I don't think I could like live off of mm-hmm. like right now but uh-huh. I think it's a, like a, a sponsor thing too because mm-hmm. this is my first year elite so I, right it's like I don't really like get like a lot of th- Things from like a lot of different sponsors, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that like comes as I right. get older, or, like do a few more years and leave, and like those opportunities yeah. present themselves. Right. But I think really only if you're on top, mm-hmm. then you get more money, obviously, because then like yeah. you win all the time. Because the win bonus isn't that yeah. much, but if you do win a lot. Mm-hmm. You can like get a decent amount, but uh-huh. how hard is it to win all the time? Really hard, yeah, right? <laughs> like when young, when I get money, I'm like, whoa, it's money. <laughs> so yeah, right, right. I don't really have like a standard that I say and be like, because kind of like anything is like, oh, that's kind of a lot because I've yeah, never yeah. like had a job mm-hmm. where I get a paycheck or anything. Mm-hmm. So right. when I get um, money for performances at the races, I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is cool, <laughs> right? But I'm sure like next year I'll
1: be like, oh, this isn't that much. <laughs> BMX professionals in the U.S., there's only a fraction, as far as I knew, and that's why I asked the question, really relating to the Olympic exposure and your sponsors were going to get, there's only a small percentage of pros that are really making a living, less so than freestyle guys. Those guys are making, it seems like, quite a bit more. Because yeah. freestyle is just so so much more accessible and it's not, you know, specific events at specific venues, you Right. Know I mean? And it's really a lot of social media presence also, right?
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm sure it'll take a, take a little bit, but hopefully it gets to the point where it's more more sustainable, you know? Right. But how many do you think you could do at that time? I think Maybe I could 23? do three if
0: I really wanted to, three more. Three more? Because yeah. I think by if if BMX is in there obviously hopefully it is yeah so yeah. In 2024 2028 mm-hmm. 2032 I'll be 30 yeah so it was nice to go to Tokyo when I'm 19 and I was the youngest one there
1: so the sponsor thing actually um, at that was the other part of my, my question like people like Canter Roberts and friends picked up some really cool sponsors with was it Levi's uh, and then there was milk. That was pretty yeah. wild. But do you think more doors will, will open the more you, the more exposure that you have, especially with Pump Track too.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah, this is my first year really mm-hmm. traveling all over the place, doing the World Cups, and yeah. getting more exposure, so I think in years to come it'll, there will be more opportunities.
1: I wonder if it's, uh, do you think you have to have an agent at some point?
0: <laughs> my mom and I were actually talking about that. Yeah. Um. I think we're the agents. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. It's
0: like we we do the agents. We're mm-hmm. managers and my dad's the mechanic. Right. And it's it's <laughs> this big. All three of us. It's right. Right. Basically, I feel like when I that's come home, funny. it's like a full time job of just all of Peyton's stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Hopefully, BMX just continues to grow. I mean, that's that has been the silver lining with with uh, COVID. Our tracks are full and we're always around 40 motos. That it's pretty healthy. Yeah. So and, and as you hear, bikes are really hard to get. It might be getting a little bit easier now, but um, but yeah.
0: Even in my liquid track, there's a bunch of little kids that have just shown up last mm-hmm. year and this year, which is really cool to see.
1: Yeah, that's what we're seeing too. We're seeing, we had semis for beginner, like eight-year-old beginners the other a uh, couple weeks ago. Maybe it was a month ago. But they're they're always, too not too full racks, but right
0: it's yeah it's
1: pretty good. And those were kids that actually, some of them came up through Strider, and they just stuck with it. So now we've got these, you know, these beginners and intermediates that are younger in there. But it's cool. I mean, it's such a good sign.
0: The so local level's grown a lot, and even mm. if you look at the national level, it's record moto counts. Oh my gosh, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I know this that. year
0: is the biggest that the elite women's class has ever been because. we've had eight girls my age about that have aged up this year and that's a whole nother gate uh, of elite yeah. women and a lot of the races wow. I've been to we've had semis
1: really and that's uh, for elite events but there aren't we were talking earlier about there not being any in the Northeast which would be great to have Egg Harbor or something like that we were talking about but um, how many how many pro events are there on the calendar how many are left? I think you had told me earlier. I
0: think there's 10, I want to say. I think they do one every month. Mm-hmm. There's either 10 or 11. They do one pro race every single month. So okay. it's like Phoenix, yeah. Alabama, Rock Hill. Yeah. And those are the three that I did. And then they were, the other events were either on World Cup weekends, right. so I couldn't go. And I haven't done a USA Max I've done four USA Max races this year, which isn't a lot at all. Yeah. No, and no. my last one was Rockford. So then Kentucky this week will be my fifth one, and then Grands. Oh, okay. So I think I've missed, like, half of the races, but yeah. I missed them doing bigger events. Sure. Events trying to, like, get me to other places.
1: When do they start qualifying again for 2024? Uh, for country
0: qualifying is 2022 to see how much spots each country gets and then individual qualifying is 2023 i think really
1: so i guess that whiteboard (laughs) is gonna have some other pretty important races on there yeah Yeah.
0: did you want to talk about pump track
1: yes absolutely we can go for that
0: worlds are in portugal in october i'll be going there and i'm really excited for that it looks super nice and i haven't or the last Worlds was in 2019 in Switzerland and that's that's it so this will be the second one for the rainbow jersey I'll get to wear my rainbow jersey out there when I compete and yeah it's nice because it's a really laid-back environment and Mm -hmm. just really fun a lot yeah yeah, really laid-back compared to BMX no one's uh, really training for it, or warming right. up, cooling down, it's just a fun right. event where yeah. everybody can just enjoy riding together, mm-hmm. and that's why I really like it. And it's flat sweet. pedals too, and I really like the flat pedal aspect of it.
1: Yeah, do you have to be flat flat pedals? Yes. Okay, yeah, that must put a lot of people that race also, like you, in a situation where they've gotta make sure they practice equally on on both. Yeah. But and you were in the finals, the one that you won in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It, that was in Switzerland. That's the one that you raced, we'll say one of your best overseas friends. Was that yeah. Nadine? Yeah.
2: That's so cool.
0: Yeah, she's my best friend. She's from Switzerland. Yeah. And I was just hanging out with her in.
2: Oh, where was out. I?
0: Netherlands, yeah, this past oh, week.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Was she in the Olympics too? No.
0: Did she make
1: it? Did they have a. Did, oh, wait a minute. Zoe she's went from,
0: for Switzerland.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Alright, got it. That's wild. So that's in October, you said?
0: Yes, mid-October.
1: Here's a quick question for you. I was wondering if you have the interest in like, really focusing and chasing a USAPMX title for elite women.
0: I would at some point. Uh, not this year, because there was Olympics, World Cups, everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But maybe next year, when I can do some more of the races. But... Then again, I would like to do the World Cups, too, uh-huh. because I think that gets me a lot of experience, and I really like racing the Supercross Hills, Right, but it is nice to be in the U.S. and just actually be home. Yeah. But I honestly, I love traveling and just seeing everything and meeting new people, and mm-hmm. I really like racing the World Cup, so if I could do that again next year, I'd love to right. do it. Yeah. which I think I will. and But sure. if there happens to be a national where I'm home, I'll, I'll right. go to it. Like Louisville, how I just got back this week from the Netherlands, and I'll right. go to Louisville even though it's yeah. close together. I'll still sure. go. Because I, I don't see a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, from the U.S. either because I haven't been to a lot of nationals uh, this year right. with all the international travel. So it's really nice to go and see everybody yeah. and sell some books. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. Be with my team.
1: Yeah, another one of your friends that is probably focusing more on that is that DK? Carly. Carly,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll is see she, Carly is
1: she, there. Is she chasing?
0: Um, I don't think she's really chasing the title, <sighs> yeah. but I'm actually so, going to go and I'll be staying with her in Kentucky. We're going to be hanging out, so cool. I'm really excited to see her. I haven't seen yeah. her in forever.
1: Yeah, you guys are always horsing around. It's funny. <laughs> all of you guys, when you guys get together, it's just funny. I just see just funny posts all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You have to, right? I mean, keep it light and keep it fun.
0: Yeah, we really enjoy it. And we all like hang out with each other.
1: Yeah, and you'll still take them out for fourth in the semi, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the best part. You could honestly say that to each other. If you're in fourth, watch out. All right, I did have a couple quick ones before we hit uh, Nirvana. Best memory from the, from the Olympics, if there's something that stands out.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I can't say the whole experience in general, if I have to pick one thing. I think it would be just seeing everything, Mm -hmm. just being in the village and seeing how big everything is. It's nothing like I imagined it to be, just a whole different scale of what I thought it was going to be with how big the buildings were and... And how nice it all looked. We had a really nice view from our balcony of the city, and it was super pretty at night with all the lights on, and just seeing everything was the coolest part.
1: Was it just outside the city? Yeah. Like, like barely? Like, How close was it to the city? And, and, um, it, and I know some events were an hour away, like mountain biking was... Yeah, our, an hour our
0: event was five minutes from yeah. the village, it mm-hmm. was really close. But from our balcony, we could see the Rainbow Bridge, and we could see the, a little bit of the okay. city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, how much of your biking gear got back? Came back with you? I know you traded jerseys with somebody, uh, one of your friends from
0: from Tokyo. So I kept all my jerseys from Tokyo. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm, I think what I saw was Papandale. Yeah,
0: I just traded okay. one in Papandale, but yeah. I got more while I was there, so I figured I could spare one.
1: You kept your Olympic stuff
2: though?
0: Yeah. All the Olympic stuff. Yeah. I went there with five bags. I had a helmet bag, a backpack, a bigger suitcase,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and two golf bags because I brought two bikes. I brought a spare with me. Oh, okay. But everybody brings a spare just in case and I used my spare bike to cool down and recover mm-hmm. after the laps. It was right in the pit area. I didn't mm-hmm. need to put in a tall seat post or anything. I just hopped yeah. on my spare bike. and when I got there, we had those two big suitcases, the Mm -hmm. Nike bag and the Ralph Lauren bag. And right when I went, they told me, no, just bring maybe two outfits.
2: Uh
0: And I said, okay, so I just brought two outfits with me. And I got there, suitcases, all full of clothes, shoes, shorts, t-shirts, jackets, watches, sunglasses, hats. Everything you can think of just more than I could have ever imagined and it was so cool. I still haven't worn all the stuff I've gotten from the Olympics. But now I think I came with five bags. Mm-hmm. Now I have seven. <laughs> and I'm just thinking oh how am I gonna get this home? Yeah. And I had Felicia staying with me in uh-huh. my room and she had seven bags also. Yeah. And we all we put them all in the elevator. We had 14 bags between us. And we were on the 10th floor, I think. So we would go down. We were going down to the airport shuttle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we would stop on every single floor because people wanted to go get the shuttle too. Oh, and yeah. just packed. We barely fit in the elevator. And every time the door opened, we would say, sorry. And we would just keep going down. We would stop at every floor. Then we got down, got to load all of our bags in. Yeah. It was this big long process it yeah. took forever to load everything everyone loaded their bags in we had to take a small shuttle outside of the village to go on a bigger shuttle because of covid protocols or yeah. safety reasons right. we had to they couldn't let the big shuttle into the village Uh-oh. So then we unloaded all of the bags mm-hmm. and then had to put them into the bigger shuttle but everyone's two suitcases that we got with our apparel in it it looked exactly the same so everyone's just grabbing random people's bags and putting them in and i'm just hoping mine's on there somewhere and then it was like an hour drive to the airport Mm -hmm. got to the airport and those carts that you can purchase those little ones i fit all seven bags on there (laughs) i don't know how but just wheeling them through the airport and um yeah it somehow got all the bags home and then I got them I checked five bags then when I landed in Newark Mm -hmm. my parents picked me up from there because Mm -hmm. it's so close to home and
2: right
0: just easier to get picked up from Newark than it is fly from Newark to Philly and then still have an hour drive right just makes sense and yeah so I got another cart and I'm going out the door and I had to lay my golf bag sideways but the door wasn't wide enough for me to get out so here I am individually unloading all seven of my bags while well, everyone's just watching me. Just um, sitting, yeah. sitting all around me, just watching me. I'm individually unloading all of them, taking them out the door, and then I take the cart out, and then I load them all back up again, <laughs> and then I had to walk down um, to where my parents were gonna pick me up. So, I did get all wow. seven of the bags home, and that was the home trip. Didn't? To get there once we got to the airport we were super locked down we were in the yeah. airport for five hours going uh-huh. through processing and checkpoints and covid testing and yeah it was just a lot of waiting and yeah. uh, double checking yeah. everything so the travel part of it was different than anything i've seen
1: uh, do you usually bring two bikes to the world cup events like no i here? just bring
0: one But with my Olympic bike everything was so last minute since I made the team uh, last so Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything ready so I had to reach out to everybody and all my sponsors were really good with it just trying to get me everything I could as fast as they could but I was in Chula for those three weeks Mm -hmm. um, before the games and then Virginia for those two weeks before it. So I really wasn't home a lot and I had everything sent to here. And then my dad built up my Olympic bike, tried to make it identical to my other bike. Right. Because I had my bike that I brought the Chula with me. Yeah. But we had a spare yeah. with that. So then my dad could use my spare as the one to replicate for the Olympic bike. And uh-huh. then he was outside riding around on the road with it, trying to break it in. and Oh, okay. So it did. He was just trying to break it in and everything, yeah, but
2: yeah.
0: a big reason I brought another bike is because the Olympic one was so new, and yeah. I only got to ride it once before I left. I brought two bikes anyways, just usually mm-hmm. everyone will bring two bikes to the Olympics, just yeah. just in case something does happen, because it's the Olympics, and if so, it happens, like yeah. you're done. Right. Let's say...
1: Not easy to fix. Yeah,
0: definitely not easy to fix, no. but when I go to other events, I'll just bring one.
1: All right, let's see... I do want to ask you, do you find that since you made the Olympic team, did your training with Ariel, as far as your gym workouts, uh, did they change in intensity and did you feel like you had to get markedly stronger with just certain parts of your body that just you needed more strength to compete with? It? Did much change once you made it or did you just stick with your plan and just keep, keep going?
0: No, I pretty much stuck with what i have been doing i usually mm-hmm. do gym three times a week but up to the olympics we just did gym twice a week mm-hmm. because we did so many track sessions oh, so right. main focus was just track sessions riding the supercross hill and it right. was nice to go out to chula and ride the supercross because i don't have a supercross facility near me my closest right. one's rock hill that's about nine hours away yeah. typically when i go down to rock hill i'll go down for a friday night and mm-hmm. a saturday morning session and that gives me Two practice sessions on the supercross hill which usually I just take to ride it and try to be comfortable on it and I never get to focus on something really specific and when I went out to Chula I was able to focus on little things for the hill and on the first straight and work on that so I learned a lot through that and a main thing we focused on was um, race simulations Mm -hmm. so Tokyo is going to be two days of racing, three laps one day, four laps the other day if we made it all the way to the finals. So every single week for about six weeks I would do race simulations. On Thursday I would do three full laps, and on Friday I would do four full laps on the Supercross track, Mm -hmm. and since Tokyo's track was significantly longer than any other track it took us about 45 seconds to get around, it was really long. So we did our full laps on the Beijing replica track and we yeah. extended the finish line as far as we could. We would take eight pedals after we we're done our full laps, just eight pedal sprint all the way past the timers and it was brutal, but it extended our lap times to 37 or 38 yeah. seconds. So we just made the finish line as long as we could, but yeah. that's what we did leading up to it to try mm-hmm. to simulate the length of the Tokyo yeah. track as best as we could.
1: Did Felicia or Elise go to the Olympic or the uh, the test event? In yes, Tokyo? they both went. So they knew that it was longer, they knew what was coming.
0: Yeah, but the thing with the test event is that the track was super soft. Oh, okay. So the girls couldn't even jump through the third straight or even do a last straight when the test event went on oh, because okay. it was super soft. Gotcha. And but they knew but it was they didn't know different. it was gonna be long and they had yeah. an idea of what the jumps were gonna be like, yeah. but it's hard to completely know
1: yeah.
0: how it's gonna ride and feel like or what lap times are gonna be because sure. the surface wasn't the best.
1: By the time you went, the surface was pretty hard.
0: Yeah, it was, and, but the lap times were still really long.
1: Yeah, that was that third straight just awkward or was that just me just looking at it, just watching people trying to flow through it. It was that one jump that was like a supercross like, wall that they slow you down with
0: i actually really like the third straight That's t- yeah. the tough part was the second turn was so big mm-hmm. you took like 10 pedals out of the second turn so then by the time wow. you got up to the jump on the third straight your legs were just so blown out yeah. Yeah. and you did need to try to pop it up a little bit more so then when you go to yeah. jump it and then your legs just kind of give out because you just yeah. did a full-on sprint out of the second turn forever but during practice it was really fun I actually really liked that straight it was definitely different the Tokyo track was a lot different than what I was used to
2: yeah
1: Yeah. not just the line just jumps overall right yeah and did the second straight it it wasn't a normal
0: the second straight was kind of awkward I feel like Yeah. yeah the only split was for the third straight for the men and the women like the track was nice but it was a little awkward for the girls some of the jumps of us trying to share a track with the men especially the second straight yeah. that we couldn't really jump those triples and it wouldn't be faster for us to jump those triples even if we did right. pull up a bunch on them mm-hmm. and for the guys the track was just way too small so it was like we yeah. kind of need to meet in the middle a little bit or they right. tried to meet in the middle but right. it, I don't think it really worked out as good as they
2: hoped right
0: but still I thought the track was really nice it just needed a few few like tweaks on the jumps it was just a little bit different than what everybody's ridden
1: are you still going to school which no wait that is a really dumb question (laughs) i don't know how you could possibly go to school during all this but yeah i guess what i'm asking is are you going to continue it this semester from afar i know you were taking a couple classes so i've been taking last year yeah last year
0: i was taking like two or three online classes mm-hmm. but they weren't core classes they were more like kind of elective classes yeah. so it wasn't as much mm-hmm. of a workload yeah. and then over the winter I took an accelerated class and this is all online
2: Sure.
0: and during the spring I took another online course now I was just doing one at a time and I took a core class uh-huh. and then summer I took off because I'm like there's no way uh-huh. I'm gonna be yeah. able to do school even if it's online But now, this fall, I'm starting up again. Next week, I'm gonna take one online course. Mm -hmm. Again, like, an elective-like thing. So, just one at a time, working my way through. But one of the tough parts is that now that um, the world's trying to, we're kind of going back to normal. The schools are starting to take away the online option. And that's making it really tough for me because I'm gone for maybe two weeks at a time. And then when I miss all of those days, okay. a lot of the times the professors will be like there's no exception, you can't leave. It's just tough to try to work around that or try to go in and work right. everything around that with how crazy my travel and race schedule is. And I'm hoping eventually I'll get mm-hmm. done. I'm trying to take okay. one course at a time and uh-huh. trying to do all the online ones now and yeah. then once I get to the point where I have to go in, I'll figure something out. Sure. Or
1: Now I understand what Brooke's talking about. You were all over (laughs) 24-7.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't trade it, though. I really like traveling and meeting new people, seeing people from around the world.
1: Oh, I can't imagine how much fun it is. It's got to be great. Dervana. Yes. So Dervana, so you've been on Mongoose for over a year now, right? Yes, I got on Mongoose in
0: 2019.
1: okay. So it's been a while now. Wait no,
0: I take that back twenty
1: twenty. Yeah, well
0: so it's still been a year and a half,
1: something like that. Year and a half, yeah. Yeah. Lee is hilarious. Lee Ramsdale, right? There's no way I would have guessed that he was what did they call him? The
0: magical guru. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. It was so well done. It was just so funny. So that was um you said that was in Utah, is that right? Yeah. Is uh so it was it was Michael you.
0: And Kevin Peraza. Kevin Peraza.
1: Okay. So and Fuzzy a, was in it too. And P- that's right. Fuzzy Fuzzy came on. All right. <laughs> Which is really cool because Fuzzy's a legend. So that whole deal, how did that concept come up? It seems like something that Lee would come up with all on his own.
0: Yeah, I'm actually but, not sure who came up with it. Yeah. But they asked me, I think, I think it was Lee who asked me that yeah. said, "Can you come out to Salt Lake on these days?" And I said, "I don't know. I'm gonna be in Italy and then Pump Track and then yeah. I need to go to Colombia." He's like, "We we just need you for like three days." I'm like, "All right, fine. I'll just fly straight from Pump Track to there." And yeah. I didn't know what to expect at all. Right. They just, like I said earlier, yeah. jump this one line and yeah. we'll take some videos. And I was like, "All right." And they said, "Just yeah. bring a bunch of mongoose shirts." And, so I flew out, and I was just there for two days, I think. I mm-hmm. got there. Yeah, I got there. We got to check out the trails, and then the next day, it was shooting day. Yeah. And we woke up at 6 a.m., uh-huh. and we went to bed at 11 at night. It was wow. the longest day. And wow. I think typ- they said typically they'll do maybe 10 to 12 shots in a day. Yeah. We did 40. So it was all day. Oh and. My God. There was a lot going on. I got to see the script before I left, but still uh, I had no idea what to expect. And I read the script and I was like, this is kind of cheesy. And I get there and even throughout the day, I still couldn't really piece it all together. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, I saw how it was gonna all finally come together because we shot a lot of stuff, um, like backwards or out of order. We started out the day at the skate park. Mm And I didn't have my park bike with me. They had me on the the 2022 uh, Mongoose title Elite bike, okay. just, like, stock right. bike. Yeah. And they were asking me if I could do anything at the skate park. I was like, guys, I can't do anything at the skate park on my park bike, let alone this random race bike.
2: Right.
0: And so we were there for a little bit. And yeah. then we headed over to the trails later that right. day. And that's when I did that gap jump line and yeah. we were riding a bunch but mm-hmm. it was it was a huge production there were yeah i want to say like 30 people there just filming just working just yeah. all yeah everyone with walkie talkies like oh, here comes talent talent's coming down <laughs> or, oh, yeah,
2: yeah, or right. hold the
0: talent wait <laughs> just stuff like that it was just funny all like the words that yeah, yeah. all like the production words that they right. used and Stuff. Oh, great. It was really cool to be a mm-hmm. part of, and then when they showed us the video, yeah. um, I think maybe like a month later they showed us it, and it was really cool to see how it all came together. And yeah. it was super fun to film, and that was my first time meeting McKell and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And they were both really cool, super nice, yeah. and yeah, they were awesome to meet and to ride with. And Lee was funny, just his role in it.
1: <laughs> so was that? It was a promotion video. But it almost seems like they could continue that as a, as, like a series. They could probably do a couple more parts to it if they really wanted to. Yeah, I think so. so and maybe Lee wrote it that way. I don't know if if Lee wrote, Lee did write the script or no.
0: I'm not sure.
1: All right, we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. one. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. That's a heck of a team. So the only person that there's three on the team or how many how many people are on mongoose. The covering freestyle and racing.
0: Racing it's me, Sophia Foresta, Cam Wood, and Mason Hayes. Oh, okay. And for the freestyle, it's Mikel, Kevin,
1: uh-huh.
0: Pat Casey.
1: I was going to guess him.
0: Um, Nikita. She got third oh, at racing. the Olympics. Yeah. And I'm not sure who else on the freestyle side. I think there might be some others, but I'm not that sure. side of the world. But I know the race team.
1: That's a killer team.
0: Yeah, it is. And I really like working with the team yeah. and the Mongoose crew. They're awesome. And yeah. they have a lot of cool opportunities for me to do, like, that Dirtvana thing. So yeah. that's actually the shovel right behind you that we got. I
1: saw it. I saw it in the in the uh, video. Yeah. I didn't know you actually had one. What is that just a coincidence, that walking stick? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Because it it looks like you could be a frown from that. just a coincidence. Yeah, I'll I'll have to get a picture of you with those for sure. But anyway, I would just like to see that. I thought it was just, it was well done and just hilarious. I think that's it, unless there's anything else you want to touch on that we didn't talk about.
0: No, just plans for the rest of the year are Kentucky and Mm -hmm. then I'll be home for a little bit, which will be nice. I'll have some downtime at home, hang out with some Mm -hmm. friends and family, and then in. October I'll be heading to I want to race the dual solemn race in Maryland oh. that I race
1: don't you do
2: that every year right yeah then? I do
0: that every year yeah. I didn't do it last year uh-huh. but I think the last either last time or the time before I raced it uh-huh. Ariel was there and she beat me uh. by a little bit uh, and okay. She's she still talks it up like oh yeah we <laughs> took the <laughs> dual solemn, whatever and we didn't do it because of COVID yeah. and then Um, she had her baby Max and this year I'm hoping to get redemption right right I so I plan on going there and beginning of October (laughs) if Ariel can make it have a little showdown and um, Uh then after that I'll head to Portugal for the pump track worlds and Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can do the rest of the World Cups this year too there's four rounds in Turkey so I'm hoping I can get out there and race those
1: four rounds in Turkey Yes. Wow, because so be two weekends. Yeah. Um, two races each okay. weekend. Okay. Obviously, it must be at two different tracks, I would assume.
0: I think it's the same track. Really? Yeah.
1: It? I was also thinking, how many tracks could there be in, in Turkey? But anyway. There's
0: no BMX riders from Turkey, which, is, so which they, is weird. They just have a BMX track there, and I guess they're putting on a bunch of World Cups. <laughs>
1: <but>. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: It's.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping I can go to those,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then after I'll come home and go to Brooks' house, and then Grand's. So it's wow. pretty much have the rest of the year planned out already, and then I guess I'll start thinking about 2022 soon enough. Yeah,
1: I'm really happy for you. I couldn't get, couldn't wait to get back to tell the second half of your two-year story. That's still got another many, many years to come. So just so cool the way everything worked out and and it's because of your hard work so it's you should be proud of it for sure
0: yeah I have a lot of awesome people around me that help me and want to try to make me the best version of myself and I'm super thankful for that
1: yeah was telling great people for sure especially talking to some of your friends
0: yeah I have a good circle so, around me
1: yeah absolutely so important all right you want to do this you wanna go out in the ninety plus uh sweat box, the sauna? Yep. It's looking good. I'm ready. I think did your dad get that all prepped for us?
0: I um what you- my dad weed whacked and mowed back there today and I was back wow. there yesterday and the day before working on the surface.
1: Nice, wow, well, I feel all right. Well it's a little team thing. effort. <laughs> yeah, is there anything left that you uh, left to do?
0: Um, just water it before we ride.
2: Alright.
1: So that'll probably take like 10 minutes or so. That's fine. No problem. I'm good. I'm good for time. Well, thank you for doing it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything, anyone you want to thank? Any, any, uh, any last words before we shut down?
0: Mom and Dad. Shout out to Mom and Dad.
1: The best Mom and Dad. That sums it up right there. <laughs> yep. If it weren't for them, if it weren't for good parents, there wouldn't be good kids. Exactly. Well, congratulations, and thank you for sharing all that. And uh, I can't wait for everyone to hear uh, Molly and Brooke. Cause those, are just the, <laughs> yep. those were fun. They were, they were good ones. Uh, that's it. Thank all you right, for doing it. All
0: right, cool. That. Yeah, thank let's, you. Let's
1: go rip around and, I don't know, see what we can do. All right. All right, thank you.